Hey, what's up all you addicts out there? Welcome to the Addicted Fishing Podcast. We have really enjoyed recording these. Hopefully you guys are enjoying them as much as we enjoy making them. If you're watching on YouTube, tap the subscribe button. We got a bunch more of these podcasts as well. You guys can go back and look at them on the YouTube or iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Those are the other platforms that we upload this to. What are we talking today, Springers? Well, today was the big announcement today. Columbia River Springer seasons have been set and it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. <laughs> it's not as bad as it could be. That's what I always well, say, though. Yeah, it could be no season. Yeah, I honestly right. was thinking we weren't getting a season. Yeah. There was rumors. There was yeah. rumors going about that, but I think they were trying to juggle basically what they had to do to protect some fish. And, you know, we still had 3,800 fish or so to catch on preseason forecast, minus buffer. So here we are. And basically, what that season came down to be is. Is they the powers that be, the state of Oregon and Washington, decided that we needed to close the Columbia River from Warrior Rock down to the coast, and basically eliminate the fishery down there to let some fish into the Southwest Washington tribes that are projected to be just short of hatchery escapement. So, at the end of the day, basically there's some rivers that aren't going to be getting their fish back or are projected to not get their fish back. And so every one of those fish count. So with that said, they are going to close the river March 1. And this should be out before March 1. So you guys are listening to this. It's coming. With that said, though, there's still, you know, the Willamette fishery is still going to remain open. And fishing above Warrior Rock should remain open through April 10th, according to their projections. Which of fish people act too. like, oh, it's going to. That's a decent amount that's of area. That's a decent amount of opportunity. There's a decent amount of area. Especially if it's April. We do it all yeah. the time, like in other seasons, and then they close the whole Columbia down, and everybody jumps up, and then we're all slammed in these two little tiny, tiny areas, and so Way I don't, it's fish, not going to be no different. Way more fish when they do that you don't normally. But I'll be we'll killing some, April. guaranteed. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, as long as we get 10 days in April, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and springers are biters, too, so even though, like, you know, I would rather fish for one springer than 10 fall fish sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Springers, they, they taste better. They're chewy. Well, the other thing is, is too, is like, Josh, you and I, there's been multiple times where we go out after work, and there's no one out. And we don't go below. And we whack them. And we whack them, and there's no one out there. So I think... And that's what I think is going to be interesting to see, because you're right. What you said, like, we we still fish above that line. There's huge components of the fishery. There's a lot of fishery You know, I-5 Bridge, Caterpillar, all these spots that are very popular spots that don't be all throwing stuff at your iPad or radio or whatever you're listening to us on but i'm just saying like you know there's real popular stuff that are productive as hell and it's gonna be interesting to see how productive those places are when there's not you know a thousand two thousand boats fishing on the weekends below because there is that many boats that that will head to the columbia river and so like you know those fish are getting a free pass all the way up and then we're fishing on them it's gonna be interesting to see how productive that fishing is I think the only downside to me is like it cuts out a lot of those really good anchor spots that you you know you go to you count on every single year. You oh yeah, have to go to some other ones, but oh my favorite troll, my favorite troll spot. I mean, I've cut my teeth on that sandbar for the last fifteen years, and it's like, yep, I don't get to fish it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of those very good productive areas that are not uh, not on the table. And I'm not so much worried about where we're going to be able to fish. I'm more worried about the conditions and what we're going to get to fish in during that time period. Oh yeah. No, we got a good snowpack. Yeah, do you think we're going to have some high water this year? I do. I mean, I think we do every year. But one thing about that season going through April 10th, 
my is that you know alone. you're gonna have a lot longer time period that you got to fish on the on the Columbia River dam spill, which usually occurs in the first few days of April. They start spilling that water and coming down, and generally we only have to deal with it for about the last two or three days of the fishery. Well, this year we might have to deal with it for a week, but you know the guys that adapt and are dynamic and know how to back troll and anchor and, and play that game. I mean, it's you just basically put all those fish tip to tail swimming up the bank somewhere and you're going to get your shots out of them. Yeah. I've had those days where you're like rolling real good, like right into April, and then they do that water. You come down to the And ramp. you're like, oh my God. You <laughs> yeah. st we still got a couple fish, but it was definitely nothing like the night before when we were on the river. Right. No, I remember that. I remember last year, yeah, last year on a Saturday, we come down. The bank, same thing. Everyone was actually downstream trolling. We were, we're so whooping, excited. And, and all of a sudden, you're trolling at four miles an hour, even in the shallowest of shallow spots. And it's like, okay, pull over to the side, slam the jet divers on, take the leads off, slow that presentation down, and go to go to work on them. And I do they're, most still, of my, they're still there. Most of my spinner fishing, I do is plunking. So that high water when it gets all jacked up, like yeah, that that's just like benefits me. Guys. I'm like, oh yeah, right. Especially right. if the lamets puking mud. Yeah, you get dang near just walk out there and set your line in the water. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, it is definitely possible to get a fish like that on its high like that. So we'll talk about that a little bit, Charles, because that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people making when they're springer fishing on high water years. Oh, I've seen so many times where guys, you know, you're watching these dudes it. line up on the bank and they're huffing it like as far as they can get it out there in the water. And it's like, and then I'm seeing the guys that are catching fish and you know, you'd think people would take notice, but it's like. See, I run my line with the depth finder. So what I'm looking for when when it's real high right or like when it gets real high I almost said right now but when it gets real high I'll look for that first ledge wherever and even if it's five feet wherever it comes and planes out and just dives down a little bit that will be where I'll put my first rod at and well it was two years ago I got my first two fish when hardly anybody was catching them and I was fishing normally where I would probably be standing and it was like eight feet of water and all my buddies were going out deep, going out deep, and none of them were getting fish. And then they all brought their lines back in. And it literally was just that couple feet in that changed the difference. Yeah. And I brought it in just a little bit, just like two feet compared to what they were doing. And I was the only one. I limited out both days. And that, and still after that, nobody touched fish. So, I've got, I've got a crazy story of the last day of the season in 2017. And... The fishery was already a high water muddy fish. Get ready for cam cast because this is a story. Josh. I was going to say, you, how do you remember this stuff no, before you go into this? Because this story, I'm trying to think back to like no, what year no. was that 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 was we had muddy water like that? Because in 2017, it was a high water year all the way through, and I remember we were getting fish. Remember we were going out those anchor spots and we were getting those fish 15 feet of water, and it was pretty consistent like the last week. It was after the rise, and we were getting out there early and whacking, and you know like it. It was, it was, we had a, we had a good program. So the last day, I mean, the last day of the fishery, get out to the ramp and we noticed, oh crap, Columbia's up two more feet than it was the day before. It's like, oh, this is going to suck. We go out there, we get our spots, we anchor, nothing happens like all morning. I get bored, you know, 830. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back troll, you know, some other little spots, see I'm moving around, doing whatever. Well, well, Randy calls me and goes, dude, he's like, we just got a fish and we were the inside boat anchored i'm like oh nice cool that's good to hear i've seen like one all day and so i'm like yeah well let me know if you see anything else and so he says inside so i go move what i thought was inside but then 
He calls me back like 10 minutes later. He's like, we just missed a bite. And the plunkers inside inside us just got one. I'm like, no way. He goes, yeah. And I'm like, damn, let's see some fish. I go, how much room is between you and the bank? He goes, oh, you can fit like five boats in there. And there's 15 boats in that line. 15. There's three or four guides. Like, it's stacked. Like, people were there for the show. And they're sitting there watching Randy hook fish and these plunkers catch fish. So I, and I'm looking up river and I know where he's at. And I'm like, well, you guys, I'm like, I've heard of like a couple of bites. Let's go. And we go motoring up there and we slide right in between. And there was plenty of the plunkers were downstream a little bit. And I parked my boat on the inside. I put the rods out. It wasn't three minutes. I had a fish dead in the boat. It wasn't three minutes later. I had another fish released. I limited the boat for right there. It, I mean, just absolute carnage fest. And all those 15 boats sat there and watched. And they could have, <laughs> and they could and what, no, this is what's, this is what's dumb. And like I said, everyone gets kind of set in their ways, and you have to be like dynamic in your thinking yeah. of, okay, you've got to be willing to change. You've got to put out the effort to, to, to move because boats could have anchored for 200 yards down the bank below me and 100 yards above me. There was plenty of room. They could have gone anywhere they wanted. Not one freaking boat moved, and they sat That's there insane. and ate popcorn, watched the show. I, at noon, I'm like, well, it's raining. We're out of here, guys. See ya. And Took off and left. Don't think for a second. And by the way, the depth, six and a half feet of water. Yeah. <laughs> Super shallow, yeah. So, moral of the story, uh, you're watching 15 boats that? in a hog line that are scattered from 10 to 30 feet. And the water's high and muddy. You don't see anybody catch anything? You see that don't all the time, though. It's like, yes. they go out and they just dump the anchor. Oh, this must spot for a day. This, yeah, I'm not moving. moving. Yep. There's been times where we've caught fish where I didn't want to, like, chop down my leaders or anything and just ran my triple rig in shallow where my top swing lows is spinning on the top of the water uh, and i'm like yeah, whatever that, yeah. i'm like big deal and top and just water. let my bottom yeah. to just fish that that shallow water we pick them up that way but if you want to find these fish especially off the bank don't just run everybody's line out to where you think that the fish are make a christmas we stagger that it. thing like i'll set one in a little bit a little bit farther a little bit farther a little bit farther and just put base a kill net out there until somebody starts getting fish right. and then we all just move there and then when it stops and the bite stops and I, I return everybody to a stagger until we find them bring everybody in there and that's how we just stay on them and that line changes with tide and changes with you know daylight too sometimes you'll get them super super shallow in the morning they'll move off a little bit as the light comes out and you know i mean you got it yeah it's not it's not automatic fishery it's just no it's, it's not. not that's why i like spinner fishing though yeah because it yeah. isn't automatic you find them it's tough. Yeah. they're biters they bite a lot of stupid it's, stuff they do they <laughs> i don't know i thought it's it pretty, pretty crazy poly. how excited you get when you go out and you only get one fish and you're just yeah. pumped out of your freaking mind because you killed one springer yeah so it's Last year, I got one, and I was running this bait helmet, and I later on, like probably a week later, I realized that I wasn't even, I didn't have the line right through the bait helmet or anything. Like, it wasn't even right, and it was just out there, just who knows what it was doing. Did it catch fish? Yeah, it caught a fish, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't believe it. We call that the stally twirl? Yeah, well, who knows stally what it was twirl. doing, man. I just, just had a there up dumb. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, those springers, like, they're so bitey. I mean, how many springers have you, like, opened up and they've got the, they've got the cup plugs heads. of the heads or they've got other baits in their belly yeah. with smells in them? Smell? Yeah. yeah. They're, they're bitey fish, so they, yeah, you, yeah, you never know. But, I'm excited. I don't want to talk about this now. Why? Because I don't want to springer fish yet. You don't want to? 
Gonna go out and make some passes. Wait, no. Got dust off that. Maybe engine. like an after work pass or something like that. Ooh, so did you talk about have you said how many like fish they're predicting back and stuff yet? Did you talk about that? I mean, other than there's you know, they're thinking about a hundred thousand back above Bonneville. I think it's like ninety nine. Yeah, it was ninety. And then um, almost almost fifty thousand to the Willamette. And that's why, like I said, you know, it was so important to us to be able to fish below the Willamette because I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. one out of three fish entering the lower Columbia. Are fish destined to either go into the Willamette well, channel? Sometimes, though, when the when the channel gets backed up and the Willamette's really puking, those fish will go past the channel. Sometimes, yeah, they'll, and they'll I think go they'll up hang. to the main. Yeah. Oh yeah, we catch white-faced fish. Yeah. You know, all the time at some of those Washington sides up there. You know, Caterpillar Davis and towards Portland, you'll catch yeah. those white white-faced fish all the time. You know, but where you know even above majority the Willamette, though is probably oh going for sure to the channel for majority sure of the fish. More the majority of the Willamette fish are going into the channel. Yeah. Oh, you'd yeah. Not, you'd, if, if it wasn't, we I argue I just this with a buddy with of mine every year. And I told him, if it was that productive and they weren't going up that other side, then you, would see, you wouldn't see everybody on this side right there at the mountain. Yeah. You would see people hog lined up in there, doing circles in there, trolling. You don't see anybody in there. Yeah. See, I think a lot of fish do. It seems like what I've heard and what, you know, we haven't really had a, High, high water year? No, no, no. I was going to say the opposite. We haven't really had a low water, but they say that generally the higher the water, the more the fish are apt Stray, to pull right? into the channel. Oh, higher. Versus, oh. versus bypassing the channel. I think they get that first smell of that water and they yeah. just go that direction. Yeah. I'm like, there we go. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, like you were saying, though, it's it's a productive fishery in there and there's a lot of boats. And, and then now, yeah. and it'll be interesting, like I said, just like with the Columbia, it'll be interesting to see how productive that, that molten the channel is going to be because. Those fish are not going to get picked off. They're a free ticket right all in there. Yeah. yeah. We're not down below just smashing on them as they yeah. pull up the Oregon side. Dude, I'm telling you, the Multnomah Channel evening troll is fun. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, 2 o'clock, everyone's all, all the guys like and everybody's off the water. In general. Yeah. Right? Evening trolls to me are the best. Yeah, Springers bite all day. That's yeah, been they some do. of my it's best Keep days. that in mind, all you podcasters out there listening. Go out it's in like, the evening time. Get off work. The boat, go get the boat, run to the launch, launch, and then you're fishing, and it's nice out. It's usually and yeah, like Cameron said too, just because the water is high, don't just go out there and just fish outgoing and then go home. Like that, when you got water moving, especially plunking, if, if there's water moving, you're fishing. Like keep it out there. I've seen times where everybody leaves, and I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. like whatever, like go for it. But I know better. I know I know that it's it's still going to be really productive. Well, with Springer Bites, they turn on and they turn on and turn off on the way. Pretty damn quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, yeah, you just got to be there. Last year, though, there. the water was high, and I I left all my trolling stuff at home, grabbed all my rod holders, ran to my spot that we always get them at, put my rod holders on. I'm like, yeah, we're going to smash today. And I proceeded to watch everybody still out there in 35, 40 feet of water hooking one fish after another. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, went home. Loaded up, went home, grabbed all my trolling gear, and got back out there and got fish. But see, last year was kind of an interesting situation because I do remember, like, the second week of March, trolling yeah. 40 feet of water and catching springers. Was, and it was early, and it was kind of surprising because I remember I had one day we were, like, four for six, and I was, like, floored. Because, and what did I, what did I do? Same thing. Spent all morning pounding 15 to 25 feet. Not seen anything on the finder. Water was still low and green. The runoff hadn't started yet. Conditions were still pretty green and clear. I think that you're going to see some of that this year. I think the, so. The but we have a good not going to start. What's that? 
the runoff's not going to start. If it stays cold, yeah. Yeah, if it stays cold, Might not be a bad possibly. Thing, but we already got a pretty good puke factor going in the Willamette, though. And yeah. I do remember the water was very, very green. It looked like fall. Until about the third, fourth week of March, and it started turning on. Like I said, it was a 40-foot fishery. And like I said, that, that day, crazy. that day I still remember it. It was like trolling, trolling inside, trolling inside. I'm like, you know what? There's nothing going on here, guys. Let's go make a 40-footer. Made a 40-footer, dropped in, went like 100 feet. Buried one and went, oh! I was fishing oh, upriver. <laughs> I was upriver, and it was the same exact story. They're all out in areas that, in the past six years, I'd never seen people fish. Right? Yeah, like I we'd fished have never fished out some there, weird ever. spots last year. And I think too, like sea lions too. Like you know, it, that might have had might, might, you know the, the sea lion predation. You know, might be driving those Pushing fish down where, was where it wasn't twelve and fifteen years deep. ago. That is true. So I, I don't know, but either way, it's it's, it's something to think about, but. You know, like I said, if you, if you just show up with plunking gear one day, and if you're not out plunking 40 feet, you know, yeah, good fish luck fish from our beaches. Like basically, where they shut off from this year, you're, the beaches that are available, you're not finding 40 feet of water unless you no. run out 200 yards. Yeah. I've fished them all up and down. There is not there. The water don't get that deep. So, it doesn't say I'm like, there's I'm like, 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 There's one where if you get up to a corner at the very top, you can get close, but that's mm -hmm. it. Those spots that you can go 20 feet off the shore, maybe 50 feet of water. Yeah, I do too. Or lots of them. And they're in the fall, the guys. Just, just access to be able to just drive up and walk up to them? Yes. Charles, is, Charles like, is like giving me the the. I can't say that, but what the heck are you talking about, boy? Look, oh, I'll text you later. Bro. I'll text you later. I'll text you later. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I don't think we should. I think we should keep it. Fun. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll you know, just, you know. If you don't need, I'll to just know. get a full tank of gas and launch all the way up this cruise <laughs> yeah. shoreline. Right, good luck with that. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. We already I'll know. Steelhead fishing. We already know, but that. whatever. <laughs> Waste your time. Should we talk a little bit of steelhead fishing? How's the season been for you so far? Okay, when's this podcast coming out? March 1st. Before March 1st. Oh, I can't say anything then. Damn it. No, it's been crappy. It's been tough. You're but stupid. I will say the last week, you know, since our snow and our melt, there's, there's been some opportunity. It hasn't been red hot by any means, but it this last week has felt like steelhead fishing. Well, been I going had one out. trip and I got three fish, so it must be pretty good. Yeah. As I, said, <laughs> well, I, I had an angler today who never caught a steelhead. He's been trying for a year and he caught three today with me. And I was, and it, that yeah. wasn't me, you guys. It was not. It, was, it was Josh. No lie. No, it's because I would, I would never take Josh. So, okay. <laughs> no, yeah, there's mean, definitely there's some fish. more fish, and around. they're wild. And they're, it's not just yeah. in one river; it's in all the rivers. It, and yeah, and that's you yeah, can spread just yourself out. It's kind of what we've been waiting for. Yep. I've fished yeah. four different rivers and and I found fish in four of them. And one thing that is kind of different, though, and you can tell it's changed, is that beforehand we were getting a lot of big fish. Like really getting a lot of big hatchery fish and a lot of bigger wild fish. I'd say on the bigger side, you know, ten plus pounds. But then when these numbers have kind of showed up, it is they've shrank. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of six and eights. That's what I've been asking Ben because he sent me. I mean, he had an epic day and he sent me a picture of each one. And I was like, yep. Yeah, but that river that Ben fishes doesn't in that, necessarily have. All but in that fish. time of year, this time of year, it typically into February. That's what I've always seen. Those early the smaller fish ones. are smaller. And then once the season progresses, that fish get a lot bigger. Yeah. 
That's yeah. what I've always seen on that river. I and mean, I said, freaking... I don't know if it's an, I don't know if it's an active rootstock or just because those fewer fish. But like even like in the OP, those big fish, they show up. Those big fish show up early. I mean, she and even in your ones. local river, those ones that I got a few days ago, were all not that big. The one we broke off was big, but it wasn't a big enough one. Like oh yeah, my god, I broke a twenty, but it, it was just. Got around a rock. <laughs> Dude, river systems, they don't all have giant, like, that's just yeah. a natural occurring, that's just what happens. Like, some fish are big, some fish are small, yeah. some fish are medium-sized. So on the average, all last, all in the, all, on the average, all of January and middle of, to the middle of February, it just seemed like you either caught a little six-pound wild, or you're getting some nice 10, 12, four, up to 14-pound fruit stock fish, a real nice keeper fish. Yeah. And then... Just like I said, the last six days it's completely switched. Dude. But the numbers are better. And like I said, I'd rather have a lot. I'd rather have a lot of little to actually catch some fish. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps you interested a little yeah, there bit. There should yeah. be some big ones showing up. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> there should be some big boys showing up. Well, at least there's fish showing up. I mean, it's like I said, it feels like steelhead fishing. I can tell you what, it's it's a sad state of affairs. And literally ran in the last six days, I ran into seven anglers floating. That's not a lot of people. No, not I mean, at all. It's it's no. you can tell. I think people are just kind of giving up on the idea of steelhead fishing right <laughs> you now. You can tell. Well, and it's been tough. And I, and that's the other thing. If a bunch of people show up, it probably won't be that productive. You know what I mean? Those fish are going to get beat on a little bit, picked off. They're right. hatchery fish, you know. So it's it's you know I know some of the guys in the Oregon coast have been doing well. There's been some rivers popping down there. You know, there's, I mean, there's opportunities yeah. around, but. Washington, all the northern Washington coast, all the rivers are going. Yeah, they've been yeah. getting some dandies. Uh -huh. I've been yep. seeing some nice fish taken out for pictures of. Yeah, so I mean, we still got what? We still got three weeks, three weeks of the season ish. Yeah, but, you know, easily well, three and a half weeks in southwest Washington. Southwest yeah. Washington, yeah, yeah. So I think you know it's it's a good sign. I mean, it's better, it's better than I've ever time. seen it all year. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna play hide and seek with a damn stick. Cool. Ron's talking about shed hunting. Ben's talking about smallmouth fishing. I'm like, what about oh, springer? Geez. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm like, we've Man. got a pretty interesting springer season, and I I do think it's gonna turn into a slot. As soon as you guys I'll probably get just out. go shed hunting once and get one giant. And then yeah, I'm just like, as soon as you guys go, you're out like the guy actually... goes out and gets a 25 pound steel his first time. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah, as soon as you guys go out and actually start catching a couple of springers, then Marlon will come. Then I'll go. Then you'll come. Just wait for the yeah. well, you guys but out. Then, go put in once the work, dude. Season's over. I'm you, shed your hunt. cell phone will ring about 10 o'clock. Where you at? Yeah, you getting them? Yeah. All right, I'm on my way. That's after he burns freaking two hours worth of gas to go find a freaking shed. God. It's so worth it. It is? Yep. It's like well, winning the water. What have you done with all those sheds? One. Where are well, they all at? This is it right here. Three all years right. worth of gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. No, they're just Dude, it's just an awesome feeling when you find one. It is cool when you find it's it. It's an awesome, awesome one. feeling. You're just jealous, bro. Jealous yeah, of my life. The last shed I found, I was actually hunting, and I stepped on an elk shed that was, like, in some organ grape. I'll still, and it, like, stuck my leg. And I went, oh, cool, that shed. I'll never Back forget that, it was that literally day you long. called him, and you're on the river, and we went shed hunting. He's like, you guys getting here? We're like, no. He's like, dude, you won't believe it. I was back bouncing a plug. And it felt like I hooked up on something. I reeled it in. There was a shed on it. <laughs> no way. You said that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, shut up. You're like, yeah, I'm just kidding. 
Who said that? You did. No, you I did. did. Yeah, I swear. You're like, oh, yeah, I don't remember that. No, no, I said more about shed hunting. He's like, I'm out here fishing, and I found a shed. <laughs> and then I take Jordan. Dude, every, literally, he's like, I'll find a shed on this island, guaranteed. I'm like, you are not going to find a shed on the island. And they take off in the freaking woods, and they find a three-point white Oh, my shed. gosh. I can't freaking believe it. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And then the first time I ever take Josh, he walks 20 freaking feet and finds the biggest shed I've ever seen in my life. Monster. I only find fish sheds. No, you don't find it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will find out about that You later. guys will find out about that. Addicted Alaska 2. That's coming. It's There's coming. some good it's progress coming, coming on that thing. I cannot wait. I'm going to make sure that I sit down with Sean, our editor, and go through and make sure that that the, uh, we'll just call it the moose shed scene. I'm going to leave it at that. Leave you guys in suspense. is done correct. And I'm going to make sure that yeah. like the, the moments, moments leading yeah, up to exactly. it. Right. We're going we're gonna to tee this so up right. right. It's so good. Yeah, so all you people out there so listening, good. we're thinking, we're, can, we're shooting for an April launch what? for Addicted Alaska 2. That's what we're shooting for now. Do it on April 10th. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be. We're yeah. thinking right after Springer season is what we're actually thinking. So we're we're yeah, shooting yeah. for an April launch. We'll hopefully have some more details on that soon. There's a potential there might be a trailer coming out this weekend. Ooh. Oh, yes, I'm excited. That's gonna be good. It's gonna be real good. I can't wait. So yes, be excited, Nick to Alaska too. We're gonna do three city premiere this time. As long as you guys come out and support it, we will do it. So we're thinking Portland, Vancouver, and Seattle will be the three. Yeah, for all those guys like, I wish you'd come here. Like, okay, we're going to, yeah. so you better. I, I kind of like when the guys drive from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. That's but pretty awesome. I think it is we, cool. we can show them some love too. But we're going to come out there, hopefully, and do a premiere out there as well. So yeah, be, be on the lookout for when we start promoting that. Also, a lot of you guys came out. I was super stoked to see so many of you guys coming to the Sportsman Show and saying that you heard about the free sample that I talked about in the podcast. So it was crazy to see that many people heard it in the podcast. So there's a lot of you guys out there listening. Let us know how you guys have liked those jig heads. We are already working on a few changes to them as far as colors go and making sure that the paint on the heads is a little bit more durable. A few little things on them. A few guys have... Um, you know, talked about making one without a keeper. The nice thing about those keepers, if you guys are out there listening and you have those must-set things, is you literally just take your pliers, bend them a couple times, and that keeper's gone. Like, you can take it off. Yeah, that. you can always take it off, right. but you can't put it on if it's not Exactly. On. You can take it off the shank super, super easy if you're want to. If you if you a guy out there that doesn't like the keeper. So. Lots with of that, cool things that, coming from must-set. With that flat head, too, it's really easy. If you want to, if you want, if you're a gluer, you yep. have a nice surface to glue to, and, and I mean, yeah. so that you don't even need a keeper, and you can do whatever you want with it. Exactly. Tell you what, the keeper is fish-approved, though. I like it. <laughs> it. That thing works amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, lots of cool things coming from Mustad, so be on the lookout with that, guys. We have partnered with Mustad. It's official. There's some press releases and stuff coming out on it, and we're excited about it. We think that it's going to be a great relationship, and they... Are willing to listen to anglers and fishermen and build and create products that we want and things that we want to use. And so, yeah, I mean, let's tell the story here a little bit. I mean, those jig heads were literally because how they do their paint processes. They wanted to do so many jig heads, and honestly, it wasn't exactly what we wanted. So then we felt the opportunity to be able to test those out and give those to you guys and make sure that the paints were right, make sure that the hooks were right, make sure that you know people found success with them. Yep. And so far, like I said. 
If I get a bobber down that worm, <laughs> the hooks are good. Yeah, yeah, good so. are and we've known that, but that's the thing. You know, we are spending this season, just like we always do, just testing the product, and we're not going to release anything unless it is freaking right. And we've, exactly. got, we've got a lot of work, even all, and I'll throw a little teaser out there. Let's just say we were doing a lot of stuff during the old twitching season, too. So there's a lot of twitching There was going some on. twitching stuff so, being tested. Yeah, and, and we're super excited about it, and we've we've molded it you know to where like i said what's what anglers want it's what we want and the cool thing as well as the product designer from mustad is a badass he's a fisherman he understands fishing and he's already created a lot of really cool stuff and he yeah. works with a lot of really smart anglers around the country like kevin van dam and just some of these guys that have been fishing their whole lives so it's going to be a super awesome relationship we're excited about it and if you guys have any ideas or things that you think needs innovation in the fishing world or in the angling community in the northwest mustad is listening and they want to create things for northwest anglers so let us know i think what everybody wants to know it's about that af7 bro yeah. that's coming <laughs> it's no longer the af7 no, so we're gonna, be an AF7 we're gonna scratch the hell out of that name but there is a f addicted fixed float coming in, yeah, the works, in the works, a new iteration. We've taken advice from some of you guys out there, some things Cameron wanted to change, some things that we wanted to add to it, and it will be a better version than the one that we had before, and it will be launched in July. So hopefully you guys I want one now. are excited about that. Yeah, right now. I know. <laughs> I know. It's I'm July. excited for that. July is when we're hoping to have it out as long as... As everything goes, yeah. As smoothly. long as we get, as long as we get some of those prototypes through within the next month, we can test them. We can test them on some summers. Yep. Make sure they fish well. Yeah, that's that's the idea. Yep, exciting. Instead of just like you see, like half these companies, they come out with something, and it's like, hey, we we're launching this this week, and then now oh, it's for sale. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, no, yeah, no. we spend a, a year, a sometimes longer, if yeah. we need, if we need to, to a make full it right. Season. So. Uh, also, thanks to all the people that did come out to the Sportsman Show. Yes. It was awesome to be able to shake all your guys' hands. We had a bunch of new apparel and party. all that stuff, and it was it was a blast. And you guys came out by the, the hordes and supported. I know the snow and the ice and all that bull crap made people. Didn't slow our guys down. Yeah. No, not at all. They yeah. definitely deterred some people, but you guys all came out, so it was a good, good time. A lot of people have asked, are we putting out the Sportsman Show shirts on the website? People have been asking them like crazy. Yes, we are going to release the Haunted by Waters tee and the Pac-Man shirt on the website. It's coming soon. Probably early. Probably when you have this listening, yes. it's probably out. Yes. Good job, probably when Way you, to go. Probably <laughs> when you hear this podcast, it potentially could be launched on the website. Ooh, so there you go. Stay tuned for that as well. We're going to try to launch. Me and Mike were talking about doing like a snowpocalypse sale. Just because there was a <laughs> snow pocket. I mean, attendance yeah. was down at the sportsman show. Like, I thought they said like 30% or something. So, yeah. cool. no, people, I mean, there was some areas not necessarily around us, but there was areas that got a lot of snow yeah. that people couldn't drive and they right. couldn't get here and they yeah. couldn't come. So, we want you guys to be able to get the stuff that we had at the show as well. So, we'll have it available on the website very soon. Any other updates? You guys got anything else? We want to tell them. Next podcast. Next podcast. More blue tail worms coming. Blue tail worms coming. More worms coming in general. Worms. Lots of worm colors. We also are working on a few other products with Mad River that I'm super freaking excited about. So probably beads. There will be no beads. No beads. Not by me. Cameron and Popoff might be cooking up some ideas for some beads, but I can tell you that I'm not going to be a part of that. 
designed by Marlon. <laughs> Marlon's for sure. But Marlon's personal stuff. There might be some, some things that potentially kind of look like beads, but we don't call them beads. And we'll see. Just stay tuned. <laughs> Just stay tuned. Ooh. Just stay tuned. Oh boy. Oh boy. Fun. Lots of fun stuff coming. Yep. We're excited about it. So. And 1.1 million coho. And I get giddy. Ooh, yeah, right. So I don't think, I don't know if you guys have heard that. For those of you guys listening, big coho forecast. The safe, saving grace of the Columbia. We're going to have to feel film fishing isn't peaceful number two. Oh, God. Every yeah. day. Yes. Every last day. Time, I mean, I, I could still remember the last time having a million fish. I was trolling six guys in the in the river in September. Three rods out. Don't even bother. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Just great. Even if that forecast comes in half, it'll be good. So, a lot of, yeah. saving, a lot of saving grace there. You know, something to be super excited. It was predicted better as well. Yep, it was. More fish okay, back, right? good, okay. If you drive, drill the numbers down though, it's better, but it's less upriver brights. So I'll take a million coho. It, it is. It is the overall number is better, but the the upriver bright number is smaller. Not by much, but it is. That's fine. So like if you those. like banging toolies, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite no, ball. No, I mean lower brights. There's other ones in there too. Mike's yeah. a toolie. Hey, but also, but, but positive. Positive We're trying to get back on the every single week launching one of these podcasts. Yep. So shout out to Clint. You guys got to give Clint a shout out. Thanks a lot for helping Clint. us get these things frugal back up and going. Garden frugal. Garden frugal. frugal just, just send him a thank Garden you on frugal. Facebook or whatever. He's been Subscribe a, a huge channel. instrument in helping us keep these live feeds rolling and podcasts and all that. We love so you, Clint. Shout out to Clint. <laughs> and hopefully we can get back in the swing every Wednesday. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yeah. Make sure you guys leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Leave us a review. Let people know that they love this podcast and that you love it. And subscribe and all those other cool things that I always ask you to do. That way, guys. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the river. Later, guys.